This is Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield, a podcast that resources families and friends with tools to have important conversations about mental and emotional health. This show is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Here's your host, Trevor Sheeran. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations. I'm Trevor Sharon, and I am joined, as always, by Dr. Mark Mayfield. How's it going? It's going. We're episode into this recording session, and <laughs> things are working. I'm a little bit more. Uh, things are working. <laughs> Super helpful today. Um, speaking of things not working, uh, today a, I want to talk. Good, about, that was a good lead, and I like that. Uh, working through disappointment, and I think I mean maybe this one will be involved in the "What do you do with" series of "What do you do sure. with the disappointment that you feel." Um, we've had several episodes where we're talking about some emotional intelligence and exploring different feelings and how do we work through those feelings. So we encourage you to go and check those out today. We're going to be talking about disappointment. That's disappointing. Is it? Yeah. That we're talking about disappointment. I'm disappointed that you're disappointed. We could continue this (laughs) all day. (laughs) Well, what is disappointment? It's a really good question. I don't know if I have a good verbal definition of what disappointment is. I think part of it is at least my understanding of my experiences of it is it's a loss of expectation, Hmm. right? So we had these expectations of how something would look or how something would go. And we just, you know, didn't didn't happen happen or didn't happen the way that we wanted to, or exactly the way we wanted to. Um, But think about like, what was the last disappointment you had in your life? And, and why was it a disappointment? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I, I, and this is, this is where it's hard to try to think of examples because I think you and I have worked really hard over our last couple of years of, you know, your education in, in the last, you know, 10 decade or so of mine where, you know, you recognize those things and you work through them and mm-hmm. then they become part of your story and you don't really remember them as disappointments, but you remember them as yeah. uh, defining moments or growth moments or those kinds yeah. of things. But let's talk about that for a second, like this idea of loss of expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any any memory or any examples that you can think of that would be? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, this is one that really hits home with me. And I think that I've experienced a whole lot of disappointment and experienced handling that well and poorly. Mm. And I think overall, I've probably handled it more poorly than positively, but it's been shrouded as positive. So what I'm saying is um, I, uh, for my 16th birthday, this is terrible story. So I had just started at a new school okay, and I was homeschooled before that and really trying to learn some social skills and engage with people. Had a few friends and was close with everybody in my class because it was only a class of 32. Uh, And I was also friends with some upperclassmen, things like that. So I come to my 16th birthday, you know, the big 16, and I send out invitations to everyone in my class because my mom was like, no, you don't get to you don't get to exclude anyone. You have to invite everyone. So I invite everybody from my class and like a whole bunch of the class ahead of me. And my dad makes like 10 pizzas expecting everybody to show up. And uh, the only person who showed up was this guy that I didn't really get along with in high school. And and he was the only one. And he stayed mostly 
because his mom obligated him to stay the entire time. But uh, the disappointment that I felt having a birthday party where only one person showed up and it was somebody who didn't even want to be there like was your, huge. Your heart like just dropped out of your. Yeah. yeah. And I and that really hurt. And it was an echoing of a lot of other experiences in my childhood and in my high school life and even my adult life. I've had echoes of that same kind of disappointment when I'm really excited for something and nobody shows up. And the negative way that I've learned to handle that disappointment is to anticipate the disappointment. Oh, right. That's a coping skill that we all, yeah, you know, not a good one, but, and it seems healthy at the moment because then I don't feel disappointed. But right. then at the same time, I have no, uh, expectations of people that can be really beneficial to say like, Mark is such a great guy and I know that he cares about me and he cares about the things that I'm doing. And I told him that I would love for him to be there and he said he would be there. So I'm going to expect that he'll be there right? rather than, yeah, Mark's not going to show up. Right. I'll be surprised if he does. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is so cynical, but it's, it's a self defense mechanism. It is. And I can just, you know, I'm like, man, that would suck putting myself in your shoes. Because the the expectation, right, you know, of what were your expectations of the party? To have a great time to make some more friends, Mm -hmm. to be able to hang out with people that were new. And, you know, because I had been in the school for almost a full year at that point. And so it seemed reasonable that people would show up, that people would show up. And, And, you know, the expectation was all of that. And so the disappointment was the moment you realized that wasn't happening. Right? Yeah. So that loss of expectation. Totally. Um, did you try to, did like your parents try to help you <laughs> like rationalize it? Like, I think so. My mom was definitely probably more affected by it than I was mm. because this was her son who was in all a right. environment. And so she, she still like tears up when she, I tell the story and I, I'm at the point where I can laugh about it because I think it is a meaningful story. Uh, and something people can relate to. But yeah, uh, there was some, I don't think there was any rationalization of like, oh, they were probably busy or like all this. It was just like, wow, that sucks. sucks." (laughs) And this is after your... uh, Uh, Yeah, I think this was after I had attempted suicide that fall and um, then in the spring, I had had the party. So it's it was like, can, can, can you catch a break? Good grief. I'd have been there. Yeah. If I, you know, it's rough. But I think, I mean, as we've been talking, we've been talking about how mental health is not the suicide attempts and the crazy people in a mental ward and all of that. Like that's included in it. But sure. that's persistently, also, that's the, you know, consistently and persistently mentally. Ill. Yeah. But also what's in it is disappointment, failure and loss. Mm-hmm. Something that everyone ex- has experienced. Maybe you didn't experience not having anybody show up to your 16th birthday party, but you've experienced disappointment. And that is part of mental health, especially dependent on how we engage with it afterwards. So we've had these conversations a lot with with individuals like Susan Payne from Safe to Tell mm-hmm. and, and others in the community where... Uh, we, we've not lowered the threshold, not lowered the threshold in the sense that everybody with failure, loss and disappointment needs to go see a counselor. <laughs> right. But we don't, th- we don't give credence to failure, loss and disappointment that it's yeah. actually something that needs to be like sat with and yeah. dealt with and worked through because we find, and we'll talk about this, you know, in, in future episodes, but the fact that the majority of individuals that are choosing to die by suicide, um, are dealing with failure, loss and disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they come across as these kids that don't have any issues at all or no real big mental health issues. Now, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sent, you know, giving broad strokes to right. that. And that's, you know, there's, it's more nuanced, but, uh, what happens when, you know, we don't ever learn to deal with our disappointment. So I like when that scenario on your 16th birthday, how'd you, how'd you work through it? I honestly don't remember. I think that was probably when I made that switch of, I don't expect anything from anyone anymore. Right. So, it was, so a, it was putting aside all expectation, which I think was self-protective. Right. Uh, but I'm also fault you for that. Yeah, exactly. And I think we, a lot of us do that. Right. But I think at the same time, there's, an unhealthy side of that where now there are times where I'll have really close friends and it's hard for me to believe in them when they say something Mm -hmm. because I want to protect myself from being disappointed. And I can see this in other people where, um, you know, I may not have a um, sad demeanor while I'm putting aside those expectations, but I've met people who do. Right. And so it's like, all right. Well, we'll see if you show up. And mm-hmm. and, and sarcastic and kind right. of um, almost uh, fatalistic and totally. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about that is it's kind of that self fulfilling prophecy of, well, now I really don't want to come. Right. Like, wow, that's oh, great. Wow. That's Thanks. how you're going to treat me. That sounds like fun. Well, I, I was thinking too as you're talking. Um, I mean, as a 16 year old, and I think our listeners are putting themselves in your shoes, going, "Man, I would just." I'd have been there, you know, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, You know, but we think about other things too, like uh, uh, we apply for a job and we didn't get, or, I mean, I think loss of expectation. I'm thinking about my own life. um, And I'm, I will say this to to, first off, I'm very grateful for my family and the Mm -hmm. fact that I've got two beautiful daughters and, and a wonderful wife and and we have a great family and and great. My expectation was we're going to have four kids. Mm -hmm. And, And by this time in my life, I'd have, you know, four kids under the age of 11 or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think different, you know, that there was a different plan and, yeah. and I didn't handle the disappointment well in between. So my oldest is 11, my youngest is five and a half. And I was hoping that we'd have at least one more in between there or two yeah. more, you know, and when that didn't happen, I got bitter. I got mm-hmm. angry. I, I was, I was, uh, well disappointed, but it turned into a lot more, um, like dangerous emotions, yeah. you know, where I even uh, questioned my own faith. I questioned a lot of different things. Yeah. Of like, this is what I've desired for so long. Why aren't, why isn't this happening? And, you know, that's when I had, you know, wrestled a lot, but had good people in my life that mm-hmm. would, would challenge me on those things. So I didn't stay stuck. I could have very easily, you know, I'm stubborn. I could have very easily stayed stuck, you yeah. know, like, no, I'm going to do, right. do it my way. And like with you, you know, the, the expectation of just going to pretend that like nothing, like it's always not going to happen the way I yeah. want to. And you can stay stuck that way. And, right. and I know that I have a tendency to go that way. And I'm sure you probably know you have a tendency to go that way yeah. as well, but we're aware of it. Right. But, but, but disappointment is, is real. And I think I can, I can imagine some of our listeners going, well, you know, my parents just told me to get over it or, mm-hmm. um, you know, stop crying. What do you have? You know, you have, you have many things to think about that are great. Or, or these placations, you know, when, when there's a disappointment because of, of a loss of a child, you know, and the stupid things that we say about, well, at least there's another star in heaven mm-hmm. or, you know, at least you could have more kids or right. instead of going, you know, that really sucks. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. And let's sit together in this disappointment for a little while. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about the scene in uh, Inside Out, mm-hmm. you know, when, when uh, uh, nothing is going Joy's way, trying to get back to headquarters uh, because Riley's just having a rough time. And 
and she's pushing off sadness and pushing off sadness and pushing off sadness. And then she realizes because of, of um, sitting with uh, the magical character or whatever, you know, and letting him cry. And he goes, oh, I feel better now. You know, it's that idea that that sitting with our disappointment, mm-hmm. our sadness, you know, um, you know, the failure, loss, and disappointment yeah. piece actually is healthy. Yeah, and how we work through it instead yeah. of just pushing that aside, being able to sit and embrace it a little bit, yeah. which is hard. I think of um, in the office. There's a scene where Michael Scott is he he's broken up with his. We went from inside out to the office. I, I, oh, sorry, I, I love this. It has more mental health <laughs> aspects than you'd think. It's just examples of bad mental health. <laughs> but he he has this line that I think is really really funny, uh, where he's going through the pain of a breakup, and then he's like, "No doubt about it, I'm ready to be hurt again." <laughs> And I think there's there's a a beautiful side of that sure. with disappointment to be able to say, no doubt about it. Let's do this. I'm ready to be hurt again if right. that happens. Right. And preparing yourself in the way of grit and resiliency to say, all right, if nobody shows up to this event, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's fine. Really hope they do though. Right. And I'm gonna hold on to that excitement and that mm-hmm. expectation. As long as it's reasonable, you know, but still being able to be hopeful, I think, has so much beauty and courage and strength involved with it. Mm -hmm. So how would that look? I think it looks like putting yourself into situations where there is a moderate amount of risk of disappointment and beforehand having people around you that you know you can turn to if you are disappointed Mm -hmm. and having things in place where you can say, okay. I know that if I get turned down for this job interview that I can go and I can get some ice cream at Rizzuto's and then I will call my wife and I will talk to her and say, hey, babe, I didn't get the job. It sucks. I'm really disappointed, frustrated, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Having those in place and then being able to go with that same amount of excitement, knowing that if it doesn't go the way you hope it does, you've already got plans in place. All right. And I think, too. Recognizing you just said sit with that for a minute. Recognize what it is, sit with it for a minute or a day or two. But you think about when disappointment happens, uh, if we actually sit with it, it goes away quicker mm-hmm. than if we try to deny it or mm-hmm. ignore it because then it comes back up in yeah. <laughs> very ugly ways right. that uh, ruin a lot more things than just... Well, and if you listen to last week's episode, we talked a lot about this idea of radical acceptance or just accepting that something has happened Mm. and moving forward, uh, having some agency in that. And I think that concept applies here as well. Well, it's interesting as as we continue in uh, our podcasting, (laughs) how many things really cross over. Yeah, totally. Right. And it's not a bad thing. And I no. think it's good for our listeners to hear, but I think it's it's interesting how we go from, well, we're trying to keep it to this concept, but it bleeds yeah. over to this concept and it bleeds over to that concept. And I think those are fantastic things. Yeah. I think of our lives and our mental health as a lot like a spider's web where everything's interconnected and we need every part of it to do its job in order to hold the shape that we need it to. And, um, and I think that when you pluck on one thing, it can affect something so different in a different arena. It's a butterfly effect, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And so it's important for us to have that reflection of like, oh, I plucked this. 
I didn't realize that that thing from my 16th birthday party was going to come up because right. of this. And, and <laughs> then 26 years old and over here weeping in the corner because <laughs> right. you haven't dealt with it. Yeah. Right. But. And then being able to say, okay, so maybe I need to go to somebody who can take a, a different perspective mm-hmm. of what I'm going through and to look at it and say, oh, so it looks like when this thing was plucked, it affected that memory of you as a 16 year old let's explore that a little bit and make sure that you're in a place where you're healthy and your your web is strong i'm also hearing though that we can't do this in isolation Mm -mm. and we try to all the time especially mental health like mental health really drives me i mean this the the way we look at mental health in our country is it become is a very isolating thing yeah and and we're doing a lot of work at mayfield counseling but colorado springs is doing a lot of work el paso county even the state of colorado is doing a lot of work around uh, reframing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How do we get away from uh, living in isolation yeah. and, and experiencing these things in isolation? And and though I believe disappointment needs to be worked through on an individual level, it should not be done in in isolation. Yeah, let people in. You know, don't 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 suffer in silence. Right, because I think isolation can be disappointment too. I think oh, that sure. the two are very closely linked and. You know, if I if I had experienced that 16th birthday party mm-hmm. and my parents hadn't been involved, how much more would that have affected me than having my parents there able to say, well, we were going to put all the pizza in a Tupperware and you can Eat it have it for yeah. lunch. But but for your to see your mom and dad ticked off as well. Yeah. Right. Kind of validated. OK. Um, they're feeling it, too. They're, right. You know, maybe on their own. I wasn't alone. For me or. Yeah. But it was. And I did have that one guy, Patrick, who came to the party. <laughs> good job, Patrick. Good job, Patrick. That's funny. Well, it's good that you can laugh about this now. I mean, that's what, that was a decade ago. Yeah. You know, and, but still, it probably touches parts of you that are, you know. Yeah, I think it. if I really start to think about it and sit with it, it there, are, there are definitely echoes, like I mentioned right. before, that they come up sometimes. And I have to, I have to check it and sit with it and right. say, Okay, I'm feeling this disappointment. I'm feeling some of that cynicism. I feel really hurt. How am I going to go about right. working through this? Not just getting over, because that right. doesn't get lead through. to anything. Get through. But getting through, working yeah. through, working on. Well, that's where I think we allow our history, our experiences to inform our present. Mm. And if we've not worked through some stuff, it's going to inform our present in a way that is not healthy yeah but if we can go okay this feel, oh feels familiar because this is how i felt on my 16th birthday mm-hmm. and here's how i handled it then and i didn't like that so i'm gonna do something different now that's fantastic yeah um so i think I, just for our, our listeners to encourage them to like how do you handle failure loss and disappointment and yeah. today disappointment you know how do you handle uh, expectations uh loss of expectation or expectations not happening the way that you want them to um and I think for many of us, it's the first time that you're thinking about it. Yeah. So let us know if you need anything. Uh, we'd love to to hear from you and uh, maybe pull in some good people in your life to to walk through and talk through these things. Yeah. And if you don't have anybody in your life that's able to do that, we encourage you to give us a call. We'd love to connect with you with somebody who is here to care and has gone through, oh my 
gosh, so much effort to yep. be able to care for you. Um, yeah, Trevor's right in the middle of that. Yeah, I thought about making a video that's just a rant of like, <laughs> listen, your counselor has gone through this, this, and this just to care for you. Um, but it is true. Like we've we've chosen this field because we feel like there's a part of us that is is called to care. And mm-hmm. so when you enter into our space and into the counseling office. Um, that's our role is just to care for you, to right. be there for you and to, to help support you along the way. We're not here to give you the fix or the solution or the advice, um, but we are here to care. And so if you feel a lack of that in your life, uh, I encourage you to reach out. Yep. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, you can email candid at mayfieldcounseling.com or call 719-452-4803.